stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition, and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping, out on the street the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five. Working Welcome back to 9 to 5 Sports, where this is basically our championship edition of the show. Joined by the regular panel, Ty Comer, Robbie Comer, and Elliot Good. And in today's show, we'll be talking about the Capitals' first game in the Stanley Cup Finals. Of course, touching on the NBA Finals and then maybe getting into some uh, smaller topics with baseball and football. But we'll start off uh, with last night's game uh, to finish off the Eastern Conference Finals between the Cavaliers and the Celtics. Cavaliers ended up pulling away there at the end to take Game 7 in Boston. Um, some may view it as an upset, some not. Seating-wise, it was. And so the NBA Finals, by the way, is set uh, after tonight's game at the Warriors. But we will start by talking about the series that was between the Cavs and the Celtics. Um, Ty, I know you've got a lot of thoughts on this one, so we'll let you start off here on this first series and this first topic. Well, this is a shout-out to Austin because he actually said something to us on our page, today on our Twitter page. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. I told all of you. I told you, I told you, I told you. I was the only one to pick the Cavs. I picked it in seven. Uh, I believe a lot of you guys didn't even give LeBron getting to seventh, the seventh game. Uh, he was unbelievable in this series. Probably the best postseason that we've ever seen put together. Uh, there's been a bunch of experts saying that. He's averaging almost almost a triple-double. I think it's like 35 Nine and a half, nine and a half, or something crazy like that. So he's just put the team on his back. Uh, but I did tweet last night as well. Uh, it seems like every game that the Cavs won in this series, that LeBron played obviously really well, but he had some help from some teammates throughout the way. He, when you know, we talk about how it's all him and he's doing it all, but. Basketball truly is a team game, and, and you do have to have some contributions from somewhere. Last night it just happened to be Jeff Green. Um, you know, I had forgotten about him having that open heart surgery like three years ago. Yeah. Um, so it's surprising he's still in the league, uh, but it's cool to see that. So he almost had, I think he had 19 last night. J.R. Smith had nine. <laughs> he hit three threes out of eight that he took, so uh, that's a good night for J.R. Um and then other nights, he's he's had Tristan Thompson playing well. He's had George Hill playing pretty well. Uh, Kyle Korver, Kevin Love. Also, another thing that not a lot of people are going to want to talk about is LeBron did that without Kevin Love again last night. So uh, he was depleted a little bit uh, from his usual roster and, and still found a way to take care of business. And He also got baptized in the process. So <coughs> we can talk about that, too. I don't want to be all pro-LeBron here because I know – I'll lose a little bit of credibility, but Jason Tatum banging on his head was pretty impressive last night, too. I might be able to help even out the show there yeah, when it ahead. comes oh, to my yeah, shot. Grab Rob, go, go ahead. But, um, yeah, I'll be the first to admit I gave up on Dad a little bit too early. Might be the wanting the Celtics to win in me, but I really thought they had control of the series, and I thought they, their youth really showed last night, especially down the stretch. They... They just went ice cold. Scary Terry was very scary in the wrong way. Um, Marcus Smart just jacking up threes. It was not not good basketball down the stretch, just really bad. And I'll touch on the um, – well, LeBron, his back's got to be hurting. 
regardless of what he does in the finals. You know the Warriors are heavily favored. But if he can get Kevin Love back, I think he might get a game or two. And talking about the baptize, baptization of LeBron last night, he is all fueled up on his having points now because of the baptization. He, that, I've never seen that done to LeBron before, and the, the disrespect of the bump afterwards, I just didn't see that coming from a rookie. It just it took me off guard. He said last night in the post conference that it was not meant to be uh, disrespectful. disrespectful, but <laughs> it looked pretty. Di- <laughs> pretty, there was a lot of disrespect in there. Not, not to mention he had uh, Marcus Morris up behind him. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they had a nice. LeBron and Tatum had a nice little talk after um, after the game. They had a nice little conference there. So I like what I see from the Celtics next year. They should be a force with Kyrie and Gordon. Yeah, I've I've got a a couple agreements and disagreements with both of you. I, I know last week. Uh, or when before the series started, I picked Boston. I think I picked them in seven. Um, but I, I at first said that I'd be surprised if LeBron won the series, and then uh, Ty checked me on that last week by saying it shouldn't be a surprise. And I did say, well, you know, surprise is probably the wrong word. Um, I just said that the Celtics should be favored, and I think that still stands true. I think they were a better team, but LeBron, in this case, I think the better player just overtook the better team. And Todd mentioned how he got some help from his supporting cast, and here's where I stick up for LeBron. Every team has players that can go out and score 12 or 13 a game. To me, this is still a solid thing. I I know you have to have a team to win, but Without LeBron, I don't see this team being a playoff team. And then another disagreement I have is the whole Kevin Love thing. I'm not sure I give more credit to LeBron with the Cavs winning without Love because a lot of stats that I've seen, the plus and minus scores or uh, statistics are better without Kevin Love. I don't know if it's his defensive efficiency or maybe his uh, three-point percentage going down. Maybe that just gives them another opportunity, the opposition, another opportunity of the possession. Um, and I don't think it's a chemistry issue because these guys have been together, what, four years now? So this, I don't think that's really an issue. Maybe it's just uh, he doesn't – maybe it's just not the best fit uh, on the floor with another guy. And the other guys being maybe a Tristan Thompson or a Jeff Green who played well. He had 19 points last night. So I'm not sure if I say that this is a better accomplishment than Kevin Love. And, and one thing that I would like to make clear, especially for myself, is I, I don't know if – Ty really meant it when he said about the accomplishment, and I've heard a lot of people on on other networks, the bigger networks, uh, say about this is one of the greatest accomplishments. I don't even see this as the greatest accomplishment in LeBron's history about this playoff. I think that the series against the Warriors coming back and the performances he had there were just so much better because the Warriors were such a great team. Uh, obviously, that, being down 3-1 to one makes that a, a, a great accomplishment and a, and a memory that no one will ever forget. But I'm not saying the Eastern Conference is weak, but you got to think he's going up against a Pacers team who, let's be honest, I'm not sure if anyone here can name the starting five of that team uh, or most of the player, Most people who watch the NBA can't really name the starting five. And then you go up against a solid Toronto Raptors team, which I think we all agree had a, had a, a little bit of a situation with their coach. Uh, but a good team, but it seems like they just – they can't get it done against LeBron. I'm not saying that's luck by any means. That is LeBron mentally and physically owning that team. 
and then, of course, going up against the Celtics, who all year haven't had Gordon Hayward, but now they also don't have Kyrie Irving. And their best players are players that have been in the league one or two years. And I'm talking about Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown. Now, Al Horford, who had a great series as well, obviously is a veteran, played all those years in Atlanta. But, I, I mean, the statistically, yeah, it might be one of his greater accomplishments. The fact that he's able to put up these numbers at his age is – it just goes towards the incredible athlete and basketball player in general that LeBron is. But I just don't think this is close to being his best accomplishment, uh, being against the competition that he's going with. That being said, I'm not taking any, any way uh, away from him. Uh, this is, if I'm not mistaken, his eighth straight finals. So it really doesn't matter who's been in the way, whether the competition is Western Conference-esque or not. Eight straight is impressive to me either way. So, uh Cavs pull it out. They get it done in seven on the road. That's impressive as well. And now it's time for him to get a little bit of rest and see what they can muster against the Warriors for the fourth straight time. Elliot? Well, as I said, it's never a good idea to bet against LeBron James. I do believe I picked the Celtics in the series because I thought the team aspect would win out. But as Ty said, LeBron got some contributions from his other pieces. Not huge, but enough. And that's what I think this game was about, was getting enough. Because let's be honest, this was a terrible basketball game to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Celtics shot. On both sides, really, the shooting sides, was The shooting was really horrendous. bad. The Cavs were 9 for 35 from 3. The Celtics were 7 for 39. So when I picked the Celtics, I obviously didn't expect them to shoot that poorly. Not sure why Terry Rozier is jacking up 10 three-pointers, 0 for 10 at that. Jalen Brown, 3 for 12. And, I, again, I think a lot of that comes from experience. Exactly. A really young team yeah. that has was, not been in this Smart? position Marcus before. Marcus Smart was 0 for 4, 1 of 10 from the field. Yeah, 0 for 4 about in the last 10 minutes of game, too. Yeah, they, that's what I was about to touch on, Jared, is their inexperience finally showed. They mm-hmm. they went away from their identity. They started playing ISO, chuck, chucking up shots, just playing hero ball, and it, it, it really beat them. Um, and I guess you got to put some of that on Brad Stevens for not bringing them together, getting right. out of them. But they just didn't adjust and take the ball to the hole. I don't know. And I think, it, sure to why. me anyway, it showed the most in the fourth quarter, in the last, I don't know, eight or nine minutes of the game. That's really showed they just did not – they seemed like lo- they were lost. Absolutely. Obviously, LeBron's not going to be lost in a spot like that. Neither his teammates. They've been in the finals four straight yeah, years. Yeah, as you said, they've been – they're experienced. Even though they're not the greatest of players, they've been there. They've mm-hmm. done it. So – Jason Tatum was pretty much the only thing the Celtics had going. Uh, made me happy to see that as a Duke fan. He, yep. as Robbie said, baptized LeBron, which shocked me. Right, Tatum had a great game, and uh, but I, I, Al Horford in the first half, I'm pretty sure was six for seven. He finished the game seven for twelve. I they just stopped going to. I just don't know why you quit going to him. And I mean, Tristan Thompson, I see is probably the best matchup defensively for the Cavs. But a lot of times I saw Larry Nance trying to guard him, mm-hmm. uh, some switches on to Jeff Green. I, I don't know why they didn't try to give him the ball more instead of yeah, continuing we, to shoot threes when the percentage was very low in the 30%. And not only that, it, Horford could take advantage of that matchup, but he's also a great passer out of the post, and he could have maybe got some better looks for his mm-hmm. other guys. So that's a good point there. They should have they kept going to him like it was working in the first half. Right. As and they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. And I'm not sure at his age and with his experience that losing confidence is a factor, but defensively, every time he got switched on LeBron, look, I like Al Horford. I think he's a, a good defender for his size, but he's too slow to Way stay in front of LeBron at the perimeter. So if, if it's a post-up situation, yeah, I'm okay with that. 
when you're trying to guard LeBron at that three-point line, I just saw too many times LeBron made a simple move, just it's just be getting by him. And I don't I don't know if that's diminishing confidence because he does that to everybody. Mm-hmm. But still, when you're not getting the ball on offense after having such a successful first half, and then you're getting beat consistently on switches when you end up on LeBron, I just think that maybe there was something else that they could have did there. In my opinion, I'm I'm not the coach, so I agree with you. Horford is he's probably gonna be your best option in the post. Other than Baines, he's probably your strongest player, mm. but. As you said, LeBron may not be the quickest, but he's way quicker than Al Horford. Right. That's just a mismatch waiting to happen. Yep. I think that's a little unfair. I think LeBron is very quick. I think he's one of the quickest guys in the NBA. I think you see it night in and night out, honestly. I, I, I mean, I know this sounds like me slurping LeBron like I always do, but, I mean, pound for pound, he is one of the quickest guys in the NBA. And you just watch it on these full-court plays. That's why he's so good. Mm-hmm. At chase well, down blocks. It was said when he was in Miami, he was over 300 pounds and the fastest player in the NBA. Yeah. I think some people recognize it, but it's just hard to tell when he's that big. When he's that big and he's moving, moving that quickly. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I always, you know, what I equate this to, Elliot, is I always equate it to Aaron Judge. I don't I don't think he gets enough credit for his speed. I think Aaron Judge can run. It's he just so, it's so hard to tell because, I mean, he's just so huge. You know, he gets around the base paths really well. And sometimes he gets... Around the outfield pretty well, too. It might not look the best getting there, but uh, I think he's pretty quick. Jared, I'm going to go back and touch on what you said real quick. Yeah, I wanted, I, I wanted to give you a chance to defend uh, some of my arguments there. No, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you on the on the not biggest uh, accomplishment. I, I wouldn't even say it's his second biggest accomplishment getting there. Uh, the, taking that 2017 to the uh, finals. Right, when they I beat, uh, they beat Orlando. No, 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 they lost to Orlando yet. Who did they beat the year that they went there? Was it the, maybe the Pistons in the conference finals? Yes, it was the Pistons. That was right at the end of the Pistons. Right. Right at the end of their dynasty. and Yeah, with Chauncey Right Bellops. in the heart of the uh, Spurs mm-hmm. dynasty. But, uh, yeah, LeBron led this team, this, this starting five. Sasha Pavlovich, Booby Gibson, otherwise known as Daniel, mm-hmm. Drew Gooden, and Zydrunas Ilgowskis. I agree with you. That and. <laughs> I've heard a lot of rumors about this as, like, the worst supporting cast. Absolutely not. Number one, I don't agree with that. Number two, a lot of these guys, whether they perform to their expectations or not, are, I mean, regardless of what people say, are in some way, shape, or form handpicked by LeBron. He went to the GM, David Griffin, before he left about getting some of these players. There's no way in my mind that as much as they want LeBron there, they go out and get these players without at least asking him or, or running it by him. So these players that he's he wants there, he, he – uh, he definitely vouched for Tristan Thompson to get paid uh, a few years ago when his contract came up. Uh, obviously, the the Kevin Love situation. At the situation. time, could you blame him? At the t- at well, that got, time, he got hit with the Kardashian. At the time, no. <laughs> but However, that says why that that that's in my opinion why it's important to have an actual GM to make those tough decisions yeah. instead of oh yeah Tristan Thompson's had a couple of good years. Now two years down the road, is he really worth that money? Absolutely not. Which half the players in the NBA aren't worth. But another thing is, is it's hard. It's hard to build a team that you want through trades because there hasn't been a lot of free agents available, and you got to take what's available through trades. Like they had to get rid of Kyrie because he obviously didn't want to be there. But there haven't been any free agents that he really courted. But you can build other ways through the draft, free agency. The Cavs aren't getting good picks. Free agents. I don't think how, LeBron's how seen a, anybody good, that he wants a free agent. You, you talk about draft. How good of a draft are you going to get when you've been to the Eastern Conference Finals 
Or when you've when you've won the Eastern Conference Finals and gone to the finals in the last eight years. Yeah, it's That's hard. True. It's Jimmy, Butler, Jimmy Butler was unless I you get, that was unless it's, it's, not a it's really hard to build when your selection is very limited. You've got to take what you're given. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're gonna. The only way you can get picks is if you work a trade somehow, like they have this year. They'll have what Brooklyn's yeah. right? It's yeah. From Brooklyn. So. Well, that was the Kyrie trade. Yeah. That's ninth overall. I think it's eighth. Okay. Yeah, I want to say eighth. But uh, there was something else in there too that I wanted to rebut, but I can't remember what you were talking about now. Uh, I know I had mentioned about you know the I had I had mentioned the competition in the East. Maybe if that was something I'd mentioned. Oh yeah, the yeah, great, the that, greatest yeah, accomplishment, exactly, and yeah. I'd also mentioned uh, his supporting cast. I just there's there's been so many people, and mainly Stephen A. Smith on ESPN this morning. He's a joke. He is a joke. But he was talking about how LeBron is just so lucky that all these te- that he gets to play all these teams. Well, here's my thing: Toronto earned their way to the number one record in right. the East all year long. I understand you're playing the East, but you play the West in there sometimes too. Uh, you've got Boston, they earned their way past Philadelphia in a hard-fought series. We can talk about after the fact now that LeBron's beat them that, oh, well, they're just, they're just too young. When are we going to stop looking at after-the-fact kind of things? Like, everybody does it. You know, when we went into this series, who do we say was the favorite? Boston. And now that he's won, well, well you know, LeBron, he's just he's got an easy road to get there. Oh, I don't. I don't think it's an easy road. However, I will say that I do consider that he, him being in the East, plays a large part in why he's been in eight straight finals. I think that would be hard for anyone to disagree. And with. again, all these people want to talk smack on it, but can you? Oh, I'm not talking can, smack on the. No, I'm not saying you're. I'm not saying you are. But they, all these people do. But can you honestly blame the man for staying in the East? No, no, I don't blame. I don't. If, I, if, if, if I was I, him, I'd stay. I'd say in the you're East. stupid if you do leave. Yeah. <laughs> If I, I, honestly, I just don't understand. Like everybody wants to just be so mad at him. For I'm not mad. Taking I, the easy road or, or or something of that nature. I think it's smart to stay in the East. Yeah, but to everybody else, and you know, I don't think he listens. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Adam Campbell gets on him all the time for taking the easy road. Well, that group, Furman, Furman, yeah, all those all those guys. I don't mean to get on Adam specifically, but there's you know. Everybody's always on LeBron for taking the easy road. Well, he's in the East and all this stuff. Look, man, these guys are still professional basketball players. And LeBron, if he stays in the East, is almost guaranteed in eight straight years now. That's pretty much a guarantee that you're going to go to the finals. If I if I say you can have a chance at winning a championship every single year, are you going to take it? Well, what's, what's, Absolutely. What's there to say that people don't come to the East because of LeBron? That's a good point, too. So you're not going to have any competition if people are afraid to come to these to play you. Yep. Well, and you know what cracks me up is that every year now it's like, oh, there's some new team in the East or West. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Cleveland and Golden State at the end. And, uh, uh, four NBA straight years machine. now. Yeah, four straight years now we have. So that was a big rumor of why exact Durant decision came down between the Warriors and Celtics, and Durant eventually went to the Warriors. Was, he really didn't want to play LeBron. By himself on the Celtics at the time, right? So, uh, I mean, I think that's all good topics, all good points. Um, and now, of course, it's it's time to move on to who LeBron will be facing yet again in the finals. The Warriors tonight taking down the Rockets in Game Seven. So once again, the um, statistical underdog takes Game Seven on the road and move on to the finals for the fourth straight time. So. Uh, 
Uh, Rob, we'll start with you. Takeaways from this series, and then what do we have to look forward to between yet another rematch between Golden State and Cleveland? Um, well, the Rockets gave it all they had. Chris Paul being out the last two games really hurt. They had a big lead last in game. Mm-hmm. It was game six. They had a big lead and gave that up. And then they had a lead tonight and just gave it up. They, I think they missed 27 straight threes. You're not beating anybody that way. Mm-mm. You're not beating the Suns. Especially but, when that's your offense. That's yeah, Houston's offense yeah, is yeah, the three ball. The three ball or nothing. But when it comes to Chris Paul could have made a difference, you say, but even if you miss 27 straight threes, I don't care who else is on the floor. So on that note, you've got the, the Cavaliers and the Warriors yet again. And really we know this series like the back of our hand, and I think LeBron's at more of a disadvantage this year solely because he doesn't have Kyrie, who a lot of people say won in the last one against the Warriors. I'm not going to say he won it, but he was a major part. Yeah, I do have a lot to say about and that myself, but I I'll give LeBron a game or two just because he's LeBron. But I he has like a five percent chance of winning. I just don't. I would love to see it. I hate the Warriors, but I just don't see it happening. So I'm going to make the same mistake that I made last series, uh, and except this time I will be. Not only will I be impressed um, if LeBron and the Cavaliers win the finals this year. I will be the most impressed with him that I've ever been. I will think, and I will be surprised if the Cavs win this series, yeah, playing I, the Warriors. I think, any, I think pre-show we were talking about how if they played the Rockets, you know, that they'd have a, a, a good chance because the Rockets have never been yeah. there. Well, I think it's just better matchup-wise. We talked about that uh, when you right. were getting ready to take on Toronto. I think Elliot brought it up mostly is the, the your best defenders on the team are guarding their best offense, offensive players. I think here just sheer talent um, – I think coaching, you know, there's a lot of things with uh, Steve Kerr that I don't agree with, but I, I, I can't say that he's not a good coach. He's managed the talent well. He's managed the egos well. Absolutely. That's the biggest key. That's a huge Yeah, that and he's had some time to work with this team. So, And what, honestly, what does Tyron Lue do? Well, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's Other than say the reason for not playing Kyle Corbett exactly. was Simeon Ujulay exactly. did not come in the ballgame. That's an embarrassment. Uh, as for this series, I'll give Houston credit. I, I can't stand the way they play base, uh, basketball. It's too much isolation for me. Too uh, Way too many threes. I will say that they've played more <laughs> what de- fly. They've played a lot better defense than I've given them credit for. Harden's become, I mean, not that it takes a lot to be a, a better defender. He's become a better defender than what he has been in years past. Um, but unless you are hitting those threes at a consistent base, you're not beating the Warriors. And so that's what it came down to is them not hitting those shots. Uh, and then you have people like Clay going off in game six tonight. I know Steph Curry had a big third quarter. So if you're not hitting those threes on a consistent basis, it's really, really tough to win a seven-game series against the Warriors. But before I move to this upcoming series, I do want to point out Robbie mentioned uh, Kyrie Irving earlier. Um, I don't think it would be fair to say that Kyrie won those series no, uh, no, no. against the Warriors. But I will say that as equally as the Cavs not having a chance to win those without LeBron, there's no chance that they win that series without Kyrie either. Oh, that game-winning shot, I think a lot of credit was given to Kyrie, but I think uh, for some people he's not given enough credit. And I think that that will truly show this series. Well, and I think that's a big reason why they left too. I mean – Honestly, oh, I agree. Would, would you say that winning the title almost led to the demise of Kyrie? 
and LeBron being together? I don't know if it, I don't know if that led the, to the demise. I think whether I they think won or a, not, a I think it was his it, like his team. time to take a team. And and who who are we? You know, I don't think anybody here blames him for that. He believes right. that he's ready to be the face of a franchise, and it was time for him to leave. But I think it's really going to show this series that LeBron's not going to have someone else to go to when it comes to getting your own shot, taking mm-hmm. those shots way down the stretch. Where LeBron is exhausted from playing the point guard and the four and defense. all game and, and defensively going up against their better players, I think it's going to take a toll. And you know what? I, I don't. We all say that we never see LeBron getting swept. I, I'm not saying I'll be surprised. I definitely won't be surprised if they win a game. But if they can come out and LeBron plays really well and their supporting cast plays well and takes a game from Golden State, I don't really know if you can ask for much more with the team that they're bringing in against the Warriors, especially if they're on their A game. That being said, if I was to if I was to put money on it today, um, I would pick the Warriors in five with Cleveland winning either game three or four. But I've, on the Kyrie thing, I've read that it was known when LeBron came back, based on personalities alone, that they wouldn't last long. Well, and, and long term, I know a couple of interviews, or at least one interview, someone a reporter had mentioned the big brother mentality to Kyrie, and yeah, that must have yeah. struck a nerve. Or did they say something about no? A they father? said father, fatherly like, figure. Yeah. They said fatherly figure, and that yeah, really yeah. Said I don't off. think he liked that. He's definitely got one father. And, and look again, I, I give LeBron all the credit in the world for the player that he is, but keep in mind that playing with LeBron, being on that team, it it does come with stuff. There is fatigue. Yep. There is I, Brian Windhorst you wrote a great article you on that. sacrifice to play with him. Franchise fatigue. To play with someone like that, a lot of stuff comes with that. All the media coverage. Every year the story is going to be where he's going to be. What the performance on your team is now based on LeBron. You're, you are an afterthought as a teammate, no matter who you are. Um and it comes with fatigue, especially if you're not winning finals. Going to the finals four straight years has still brought fatigue to this team. And the article he wrote was a couple of weeks ago, and I, I read it though. It was, I I like Ron Winhorst as as a reporter. I think he does a great job. I think he knows that team very well. But um, I look forward to seeing what the team brings. I I'm pretty sure what we know LeBron's going to bring to the table. He's going to lay it all out there. Uh, I look for some triple double performances, maybe a forty or fifty point game. Um, but you know I what? I'm, an injury I'm almost gassed from this from this finals. And assuming LeBron leaves, I'm going to be glad there's going to be some different teams in this next year. Because let's be honest, this Cavs team ain't making it back. So let's see what he's got for round four. But um, Elliot, I think it's you can give us some thoughts on that. All right. So first, I'll touch on this game seven tonight. We have an official hold my beer moment from the Rockets. As the Celtics shot horribly from the field, I think it was about 18 or 20 percent. It was awful. The Rockets were 7 for 44. Mm. Trevor Ariza, 0 of 12 from, from the field, 0 of 9 from 3. Didn't make a mm. shot in 42 minutes. So he said, Marcus Smart, I can one-up you right here. <laughs> but, yeah, honestly, I expected the Warriors to win this game more convincingly. I thought they would come out with fire, especially without Chris Paul. I guess that they may have been a little lackadaisical because of that. But it looks like Clint Capella, James Harden, Eric Gordon all had big games, 20, 32, 23. But like I said, not having Chris Paul is going to hurt. And when Trevor Reza gives you a goose egg, that's not helping matters. But moving on to this next series, I agree with you. I think LeBron gets – I think he'll get one game. There's no way he gets swept. He's got too much pride for that, too great of a player. Um, his stat lines are obviously going to be inflated in this series because 
the, he, he was playing one of the slower, more better defensive teams in the league in the Celtics. Now he goes against the Warriors, who are capable of playing defense, but play a much higher pace, much higher scoring games. Mm-hmm. So as you said, I look for quite a few triple-doubles, maybe a 40 or 50-point game, and he's going to do everything he can to put on a Goliath-type effort in yep. this series. I think someone like Kyle Korver could show up this series. They need Korver. They really need love back. They've got to have shooting against this team because, as we said before, you can't trade twos for threes, especially against the Warriors. And does being up in this, I guess we can call them being in the finals a series in and of itself. This is basically game four of these two being in a series together. Does the Warriors being up in this series of rematches, two to one, does that give you cause some concern from the perspective of, will the Warriors come out slow and the Cavs take advantage of that? Well, the Warriors need to get back to how they were playing in the regular season. They've kind of gone, I don't know. I don't, I don't recognize this offense right now. They've, they've always been similar to the Spurs, and they move the ball around. They make the extra pass. It's been they some more isolation there. ball. It's been a lot of isolation, stalling out the shot clock, just not like the Warriors. I, mean, so, I just saw a stat pop up there that said 30 assists per game in this uh, in this playoff series. For the Warriors? Against Houston, yeah. Really? Hmm. That actually surprises me. Maybe it was just a couple games, but they just they didn't look the same. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're not feeling pressed yet. That's true. That's very true. But Steph Steph Curry, after we called him out yeah. last series, he's he's back to being Steph Curry. Uh, seven of fifteen from three tonight, one rebound shot of a triple double. That's that's more like the Steph we know. So if he keeps that up, I look for this series to be over relatively qu- mm-hmm. relatively quickly, probably five or six games. Tyler, you have a lot of thoughts on this. It kind of went kind of quiet there. When we talked about how Steph played really well. I'm not saying Kevin played poorly, but he didn't play like he did in Game One and Two, when yeah. he had 37 points and could not miss. Which I don't, I don't know what you got a stat line up right now. He uh, seemed to shoot the ball pretty well tonight too. I, every time I saw him, he was making some tough shot. He had 34 on yeah, 11 exactly. to 21. So he, he stepped back up. I mean, I guess you know, there's only, I guess there's three or four more games in there where he probably didn't shoot for 34, 35 points. But that's also because he had. Clay Thompson going for 35 in Game Six, and you know Steph going off in there. In the Brought back as well. bad memories. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 just so tough, man. Uh, and it's gonna it's gonna break my heart to see LeBron go down again. Um, you know, it's gonna he's what's this gonna take his his uh, finals record to now? It's like three and six. It'll be a three and yeah. six after this. I I want to believe with all my heart that. LeBron can somehow find a way to do it, but it's just you know you, you got to start thinking sensibly here and 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 just knowing that it's, it's inevitable. Talent. It's inevitable. I agree with Robbie. It's probably going to take an injury. Yeah, it, it's going to take <laughs> maybe two. <laughs> uh, I I really don't. I mean, if 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 Draymond goes down, it's definitely going to take two. You know, it, it it would take an injury to a Kevin Durant or a Steph Curry to. Make this yeah, one of the scores. Well, just look yeah. at the matchups. They win at four. I'm not even saying the one five of the scores. I'm saying it's got to be Steph or Kevin because I, I think yeah. I think you can contain Clay because yeah. I don't think he's as consistent. Um, but I, I just if it's not Kevin or Steph, it's going to have to be two of them. So, um, but uh, it, it's it's just I'm, I'm like you, Jared. It's, it's kind of getting to where. We're on it's, it's exhausting. It's, it's exhausting. Yeah. You know, uh, we've seen it so many times. We know what's going to happen. Our basically. interest is more. Our interest, I think, has peaked 
in the conference finals. It has. What are the young Celtics going to do against the experienced Cavs? Which we said that early on, too. The, some of the best matchups were, were early, early on. Early in the, in the playoffs. playoffs. Exactly. Celtics Sixers. Right. Celtics Cavs. Rockets Warriors. I think most people were most looking forward to that I series. I think that's your finals. The Rockets reality, Warriors. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I was interested in to seeing how the Timberwolves did against the Warriors just because I have a lot of players on that team that I like, a new, fresh team in the league. I thought the Pelicans-Warriors would have been okay to watch. Um, obviously not having Boogie Cousins mm-hmm. hurt him a lot. Yeah, I would have loved to see that. Yeah, that would have been, that'd been a lot of fun. So, um, you know, it, it's just it's it's tough to watch. I, I'm almost excited for LeBron to go somewhere different next year, so we can at least have a different team name in there <laughs> and some different players uh, against the Warriors. Um, you know, and and that raises the question now for Houston: Do you hold Pat at where you're at and say, well, if we'd have had if we'd have had uh, CP3 for the last two, that we would have been in a better in a better chance or well like what do you what do you do i'm gonna ask that question to the panel now like what what do you do if you're houston do you you, do you stay where you're at or do you not necessarily i mean i wouldn't think anybody in here would say blow it up i I think the only move you make is if you can lure lebron yeah i've I've actually heard things some he's big buddies with chris paul yeah yeah, they well, won't overhaul the system. They're going to keep doing right, what they no, do yeah, offensively. Absolutely. So if you can bring in like a, a good shooter, I say yes. If you're just going to bring, if your plan is to maybe bring in someone like a Paul George, no. Yeah, I, yeah, you're just bringing. You in can't a, a sit role still though, because I'm a big believer in if you continue to do the same, you bring the same thing through the table, you're going to get the same result. You got to yeah. make some kind of change. Doesn't even have to be a big one, but you got to change something. But would you still call that the same thing? If they bring a healthy Chris Paul into that, I still, that I still, year? I still don't see them beating the Warriors. Now that also depends on what team the Warriors bring to the table next year as well. As recon, as constructed right now with Chris Paul, like Rob said, I'm sure he. I mean, I would assume that he would hit a couple of threes, but with their shooting percentage tonight. I, I say no. And even with Chris Paul and they play the same way, it's still a lot of isolation basketball. He's just a good isolation player that helps add to the mix. It's not like they completely change offenses with him in and out of the game. So uh, obviously that was a big loss, but I think that they might want to try to add uh, another piece to that. Well, they're, if they're going to do that, they're going to have to get rid of Ron Anderson's contract. I mean, he, didn't, oh, he barely played in the series. Disaster. He was making a ton of money. Yep. Their cap room is at zero right now. And also, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to look this up really quick, but I do believe Clint Capella may be a free agent. Which I think you're right. He's a restricted free agent. There were talks about the Suns maybe giving him a deal. Someone's going to give him an offer sheet, so they're going to have to free up some money to re-sign him. That's that's a big piece. I mean, if you lose him, you've got to find find a big guy Mm -hmm. because they have nothing behind him. So that would be priority one for me if I'm the Rockets, is either freeing up money to keep Clint Capella or finding his replacement. Well, there, is this, there is this free agent that's, I mean, he's 6'8". Um, he's more skilled than Clint, and he's he's pretty exciting uh, if you cleared up both Clint and uh, Ryan Anderson's contracts, you might be able to afford him. Uh, he, we talked about how he's got a big buddy on the team. Yeah, I, you know, I know how it anything goes. can happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> now you got yourself a Western Conference Finals. Yeah, that would be. Insane. Now you got yourself that a Western Conference Finals. I just, I'm like a hobby. It makes 
more sense. I think it's too good to be true. Want him to go to the West, but from yeah, his perspective, from, from his perspective, why go to the West? Because right. it's going to be harder on you in the regular season, and as much burden as he has to take on already, he's going to be worn out by the end of we, the season. We could do a whole show on where he should go. And that's where a, he that's will a good question up. too. The Clint Capella, if he, could, I mean, I don't even know if that would be like a, a popular opinion or a popular thing for LeBron to do is try to team up with Clint and go somewhere in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, just the whole, we, we can go back and talk about this like we, like he did with the Heat. <coughs> you know, him going to the Heat with just Dwayne Wade being back um, would have been okay. But once they brought in Chris Bosh, that's when it became like the super team. And that's when it became really frowned upon. But now, I mean, we've almost become desensitized to it a little bit, right? I mean, because Kevin's doing it. We I expect mean, every, super teams. To every be everybody's doing. It. Jimmy went and joined with Cat, and uh, you know, it's just that, every, that's somebody they say is available. The T Wolves. That be that would, oh Cat. Yeah, been. he's he's been unhappy. Well, I with, fully expect yeah. wherever he goes, he's going to bring people with him. Yeah, whether yeah, it be got, by free agents or trades. James Jones is he still yeah. playing? I'm, so, but I'm talking about Cat. I'm talking Cat within the sense of the Rockets. Could they replace? Capella with oh, I mean, if oh, they that's could, interesting. That's interesting. They yeah. grab. They're saying he's available in trade. If they could take him, deal too. So. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna. He can done. shoot. Since there's only down. one series, next, I don't know if they have anything to trade. For next show, that's gonna be an interesting. Like we can just drum up ideas on where these free agents could go because we're only gonna have one NBA mm-hmm. um, series to talk mm-hmm. about, and True. we're only gonna have one NHL series to talk about. They will make a case for each team. Yeah. You pick a team, and you sell yourself to LeBron. Sell yourself. Not, not physically. <laughs> before this, We're before this show, before this show reaches the R rating, uh, let's move on to something that I know ties. Well, maybe not as excited to talk about right now at this current point because of the result. But I know that the situation that his team is in, he's obviously very excited with the the, the Capitals making it to the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, fighting for a championship. Uh, game one did in, uh, wow, I'm just now seeing this. I took a little pre-show nap. Six to four, so a high-scoring game in Vegas for the for the first uh, game there. So I think the panel all has at least a little something to say about this matchup and what we expect. Um, so we'll leave Ty's uh, more informative comments uh, for last. I'll, I'll start out by saying, you know, I'm, I'm happy for a couple of my friends uh, that their team is in the final. Now, usually if it's a sport like football or basketball where I'm very invested in, I never root for my friend's teams for the simple selfish fact that I don't want my friend's team doing better than my own. However, being hockey, uh, I'm happy for them that that their team got there, even though it's a Washington sport and I never root for Washington teams. And I think it's a great story for hockey. You've got one of the, what I consider one of the best players in hockey, Ovechkin, that's in the finals. So you've got a Big ratings there. You got your big story with with the star, and of course Vegas. You can't you can't disregard what what kind of season they've had as an expansion team coming in, and and as the home as the as the home team in, in game one. So um, big high scoring game, a lot of offense, a lot of scoring. Um, I, I guess unless you're a Capitals fan, you like that good high speed hockey from what I saw, uh, and a lot of excitement from the two guys that I was that uh, I was watching it with. Uh, so it was good to see that just just that city I know is is very I, I really didn't expect much you know I'm not again I'm not an avid hockey fan uh, but it seems like the city is is really uh, really behind their hockey team and that, and for me any kind of environment like that is is fun to see um, 
Yeah, I was driving home on the Beltway today, and you can see restaurants with go caps on their yeah, signs. Yeah, that was cool. And we again, we went to. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it in the previous weeks. I'm sure we did. But, uh, Ty and, and Jordan, who are the big Cavs fans, took me and Rob along for a for a experience, and we got to watch a playoff game. And it was just really incredible to see how how loud the fans get in there, and and how uh, cool a hockey environment can really be. Elliot, thoughts on the the finals here? Well. Uh, we were watching it with two very loud and engaged Capitals fans. Well, and there's Ty no Gordon doubt about Marcy. that. One more obnoxious than the other. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Certainly. Ty, Ty sorry, guys. Completely sorry, out of hand. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. he does. Just <laughs> But, yeah, I agree with what you said. It was a, it was a very interesting game. I, I actually took a little siesta as well. But when, uh, from what I saw, it looked like both teams were pretty evenly matched. Um, and then towards the end of the game, the Caps, as Ty pointed out, missed a pretty easy goal. Toward the end, that would have tied it up. Uh, it's six to four. It was really five to four. The last goal came on an empty net when the Caps were trying to score at the end. So that was kind of a not not a gimmick, but just a not an accurate reflection of the score. So it was a really tight game. Um, the Caps. It would be great if they could steal one in Vegas. That would be huge for their confidence, I believe, and to kind of shift the momentum in the series going back home. So I think Game Two is going to be huge for them. Rob. Well, it's a good matchup. You've got Vegas, who I think they came in second for the President's Trophy behind Tampa. You've got the Capitals, who out of like, I think it's three of the last four years, have had the best record in hockey. Yeah. They finally got over the hump this year. They they look very engaged tonight, even though they came up short. It was an exciting game to watch. High scoring, ten goals in total, really nine, one garbage time. But you had Tom Wilson dusting it up again. With someone, I, I can't remember the guy's name. That's an every night thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's every night. It's, it's good hockey. No, it was Marshall Salt that he was dusting it up. Okay. It wasn't called a penalty, though, was it? No. Uh, so, yes. Well, you had was, a can get knocked in the back in the same. Yeah, it was after the fact. It was, uh, so they, it was offsetting penalties. That's a lot of times what you see when the game's getting out of hand, they'll just throw offsetting penalties in there, and teams will play four on four for a little bit. I, a little I, expect the, yeah. I expect the Capitals to come out next game and. They've got a taste of the finals now. So is Vegas. It's their first year. So I expect the Capitals to win the game, too. And regardless of what happens with Vegas, I see them making a movie slash 30 for 30 about this season they're having. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. First year. Absolutely. Success they've had. I'll be If it's a movie, I'll be the first in line to watch because I, <laughs> I have really enjoyed watching them play this year. And I think if you if you go all the way back to maybe like the very beginning of our podcast in episode one, I said – Vegas Knights in six over anybody in the Stanley Cup playoffs and, and the Stanley Cup finals. You just don't, you don't want your wish this time. Unfortunately, I hope I'm, I'm wrong this time because, I mean, obviously I'm a huge Caps fan. Um, I'm going to go back and touch on the Tampa series real quick. It was really impressive for the Caps to finish that one off. Uh, so if you guys don't know, they went up 2-0. Uh, in games, they won both games in Tampa. You're coming back home with a chance to at least take a third, maybe even to finish it out there um, in Washington, and you lose both games, and it's two to two, and then a big, big time. Well, game. some people write them off at two. Yeah, at this yeah. point they were sworn off. By yeah, one, by Jordan Murphy, yes, yeah. yes. fake fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's going to enjoy hearing that one too. Series over. Yeah, series is over. He tweeted it. I, Go check my Twitter out at John Metcat40. I called him out about it after the series was over. Anyway, 
Uh, Caps then go down 3-2 uh, and need to win the next two games. Jordan Mercer by this point has uh, definitely sworn him off, didn't want to watch game six. <laughs> um, but two huge, huge shutouts by Braden Holtby and the rest of the Capitals team, and they look good to get past Tampa. So uh, really enjoyed watching the game tonight uh, against Vegas. And even though we're down 1-0, I'm very, very confident. Uh, the big thing on the Knights this year in the playoffs has been that Marc-Andre Fleury is, as hockey people would say, standing on his head. Um, he's playing unbelievable hockey, probably the best hockey he's ever played, and this is the guy that has won a cup in Pittsburgh. Um, but he has like a 1.6 goals against average. And in the playoffs, there's a lot of goals scored usually. Um, a lot of There's some defense being played, but it's uh, there's still a lot of scoring. There's a lot of... Uh, um, desperate uh, feel to everything. But uh, he's been playing very well. We scored four goals on him tonight uh, and had a chance. Lars Eller just absolutely whiffed one right in front of the net with the, with the net pretty much empty. Flurry had been caught off guard. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're probably, what, probably about six inches away from being, you know. The podcast being delayed another half yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah, another half hour, right, <laughs> going into OT. Um, you know, they score one really late on the empty netter. Kind of upsetting to see Holtby give up five goals, uh, but at the same time, very exciting to see us score four times on Marc-Andre Fleury. He um, also had a lot of big saves from what I saw. It looked on, like they Andre, had a lot Andre of Fleury? shots on goal. Uh, Holtby, or Holtby, Holtby, yeah. Holtby played very well tonight. I, I, I mean, I won't say he played very well tonight. There were some, definitely some goals that uh, got by him, and that's unlike him, especially in the playoffs, but... Uh, He'll be fine. It's just taste of the first finals. Yeah, well, yeah. It's it's everybody's first taste yep. in the finals for these. Well, not everybody's because obviously you get people from other teams. Um, actually, the only people that are in these games tonight um, that are that have a Stanley Cup are from the Pittsburgh Penguins. We've got Brooks Orpik and Matt Niskanen, um, and then you've got uh, I can't remember who the oh Mark Andre Fleury obviously yeah. uh, for the for the for the Pens. Um, and for the Golden Knights now, so uh, it's. But like I said, the Caps have been the best road team in the in the playoffs. So I'm really looking for a game two win. Um, I'm pretty confident in that. Uh, and I don't know if it's because Vegas has no history and they're they're a, a new team in the league. But yeah, I just I just feel confident in this series for once. Like. Uh, the Caps were not supposed to be here. They're not as good. As you said, Robbie, they've been the President's Trophy winner for the best record three of the last four years, and that other fourth year was, like, really close. This year they weren't even close, really. They finished, like, fifth or sixth in the in the uh, standings for that. But I'm telling you, man, they have played unbelievable in these playoffs, probably because of no, no, not much added pressure. So um, it's been fun to watch. Either way it goes, it's been a, one heck of a ride, and I'm finally glad that I can say that one of my teams is in <laughs> a final and a championship. So, well, Let's hope that this is the only Washington team to get to some kind of championship series because should this, be okay when should, the Red Sox beat the Nationals. Should this happen in football, I may not be able to make any more appearances on the podcast. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, but. So. Let's, let's all let's all let's all cut the crap. We know who you don't want to be in the in the finals. Of course, it's uh, the, it's the Wizards. It's, of yeah, course, right, it's the right. Wizards. Well, the Wizards would be terrible it's, too because you'd have to hear Jordan Mercer yeah. again. Yeah. So. Um, Ooh, that's two shots on him tonight. Cha-cha. 
Just talking about that dough just makes me want football to get here. But regardless, that's uh, that's pretty much it for our headlines. We'll be right back uh, with maybe some seventh inning stretch and then end the show out. All right, back to 9 to 5 Sports. Time for the seventh inning stretch, and today we're bringing back uh, a game that we played a couple weeks ago with Mount Rushmore. This is where we asked the panelists to add their four top choices in any given category uh, to the listeners, and that's for the listeners to decide whether they agree or disagree. And another thing we'd like to encourage is once you listen to this, uh, whether it be through Facebook or Twitter, let us know. Uh, what you think about our picks on our Mount Rushmore. So our first topic for Mount Rushmore's is beers. What are our top four beers uh, that belong on the Mount Rushmore? Uh, so, Elliot, we'll let you start off for it. What are the four best beers that we have to offer here? All right, so I'm going to start off with the uh, no-brainer. I'm staring right at it now, and that would be the king of beers, Budweiser. I think Amen. that has to be on there. Amen. It has America on the can. Uh, enough said right there. The latest edition has, it's inspired by George Washington's recipe. Absolutely. It says freedom on it. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> hey, y'all making me feel un-American. But, uh, yep. <laughs> Same. I can't uh, really disagree with it, but, uh, I mean, uh, you know what I'm going to say? It. I'm not a big Budweiser guy. Oh! I'm not a big Budweiser guy. What can I say? I was never going to go that far. I'm not a Budweiser. I'm not a Budweiser guy. If there's a new host on here next week, please investigate these three because they might have done away with me after that comment. I'm not a Budweiser Budweiser's not on there for me, but it's my number five. But go ahead, E. All right. Next up on that mountain, it's going to be a shout-out to an old high school buddy of mine, Mr. Jim Burke. And that's going to be the Corona. <laughs> the that's Corona, right it deserves a spot up that's there. That's right up there. Robbie got me started on those, and I must say they're quite smooth. And I can see why Mr. Burke enjoyed them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Let's see here. The next one is going to have to be a newly acquired one that I have discovered, and that is Michelob Ultra Cactus Lime. Mm. It is very. I haven't tried that, but I heard you. It's very different, but, but I do enjoy it. I do like it better than Bud Light Lime, even. And number four, I'm going to have to go with the good old reliable Bold Rock Apple. A nice little cider to throw in there. A good taste. I like the Bold Rocks. I think they also get a, a pear one. I really like the pear. Bold I have Rock not had that one, actually. Still need to make a group trip there. Agreed. Uh, let's go around the table. Not that anybody that's listening can actually see our order, but Ty, you're next. Okay, I'll go, I'll go from four up to one, which would be my top favorite um i know rushmore is not really in any certain right yeah you know, order but uh four dilly dilly i'm uh i'm a big bud light guy i uh, enjoy that uh most nights um that's actually probably if i'm going to like just try to hammer down beers mm-hmm. and just have a quite a nice little buzz going uh bud light is definitely <coughs> my go-to uh, three would be this new beer that I just found in uh, Billy Jack's the other day when I went downtown. And it's, it's a good place. Yeah, it Billy is a good Jack's. spot. It's it's a good spot to go find some beers that you wouldn't drink normally, too. Um, I found this craft craft beer that they gave out, and it was... <laughs> 
The only bad thing is I paid for a half a pint. I paid seven bucks for it, so it's expensive, dude. Yes, sir. Oof. It's very expensive. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was it's okay. Uh, you pay for what you get. Yeah, it, but it was very good. It was Not a. Uh, it was a pineapple. It was a pineapple citrus type beer, and I can't even I'm remember what it was that called. Lane. But that was so good. What, what kind of name did it taste? It so good. It was. It was, was a pineapple. Name? It, it was a craft beer, but yeah, it's foreign. Most of those things in there are foreign. Oh, I'm gonna have to take that up because that's. That'll be on my Rushmore. Yeah, those, those are good. The, the pineapple, the pineapple beer is so good, and the the reason that it's so expensive. Well, not so much the reason that it's so expensive, but the girl in there was telling me that a lot of their beers they've got tapped out. Um, the ones that they don't are mostly in the half pints because they're so freaking expensive that nobody wants to actually buy the half pint for seven bucks, which I can understand. Uh, number two, staying right with the. Uh, the girly, tasteful drinks, I guess I should say, and that's the Kugel Summer Shandy. I think uh, there's nothing better on a hot summer day laying by Oh, the Summer pool. Shandy. Yeah. Right. I have uh, I had one of those at a Nats game. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Very good. Really enjoyed you know, it. On a hot, sunny day, yep. it is nothing better than getting a little bit of taste of lemonade, but uh, also getting that buzz. Uh, and then finally, the king of all beers for me uh, would be the Belgian White Blue Moon. Uh, throw a little orange slice in that. If you if you see me at B Dubs and there is a uh, large beer glass in front of me, ninety nine percent of the time it's going to be a blue moon or the bowling just alley. Been, yeah, or the bowling alley. <laughs> Might be a <laughs> picture there that a blue moon has been consumed in the last few minutes. But that's that's my top four there. Rob's not Rushmore. Well, numero uno is going to be the same as Elliot. Because I just don't understand how you couldn't put Budweiser as number one. It's it's the king. Well, you'll figure out that answer you know, when it, it comes around to me. It, <laughs> Later on. It's it is the it is America. Like I don't know how else to put it. But Elliot made that case earlier, so we'll go with number two as it's a it's a craft beer I had in Thailand, so I'm gonna have to check and see if they have it at a Billy Jacks, yeah. It's a uh, copper. And if you've heard of it or know where I can acquire it, please let me know because I've looked. Um, it's it's like a. Uh, it's unlike a, anything I've had here. I, it's hard to describe, but I've been unable to find it in the United States. Um, number three would be a beer that I first tried. I guess our Boston trip was three weeks ago. We toured the Sam Adams factory and. Uh, was introduced to Summer Ale, Sam Adams Summer Ale, and it was very delicious, and I plan on buying a lot of that this summer. Um, and four is going to be a little generic with my favorite light beer, which is Miller Light. but oh, the can's great, number one, along do, with the taste. I love the can, and it also helps that it's the official beer, and we, also, we mentioned this earlier. We are going to mention them again. It's the official beer of the Dallas Cowboys. So i got to get that in there because we haven't mentioned the Cowboys they yet. Have, okay, guys. Official is, beer of the Dallas Cowboys, Miller Lite. T- today is our sixth episode. Sixth uh, episode. I believe that the Dallas Cowboys have been mentioned in all six episodes. Well, they do. Have, Washington Redskins. They have, a, they have a club. Field-level <laughs> club that is called the Miller Club, which... But Miller it's located Light is, in AT&T Stadium, Arlington, Texas, home of the Dallas Cowboys. That's over there. Um, Miller Lite is great. I love the can, and it's very smooth, so that'll be my number four. It's about the only thing they have the best of. <sighs> dilly, dilly! 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Order. I'm just gonna go on to mine. Um, my number one shout out to uh, Elliot's dad, actually Jeff Good, with this one, and then my Jeff grand, Rowe. my grandfather. Uh, before <laughs> before they started making Coors, was a big PBR guy, and then he started drinking Coors Light. So my number one beer is Coors Light. Uh, that's gonna be my go-to if Silver I'm Silver Bullet. I'm out. Uh, Either eating a beat ups or sitting around a campfire, especially I think the campfire for me, there's nothing better than a nice cold Coors Light. Second, I think Rob mentioned this one earlier, it's yet again another light beer, is Miller Light. Not only is the can great, but I love the taste of it. Uh, smooth beer, something I can have uh, just one of, or if I feel like having more than that, I have no problem with that. So I love the Miller Light. I'm also going to throw in a cider, Elliot, and this one's, uh, in my opinion, a little bit more of a stronger taste, but uh, it's my favorite cider is Angry Orchard. Okay. Um, there's a lot of different flavors that Angry Orchard produces, but the just the original Angry Orchard on tap, I think there's no better cider, uh, and I I mean, those things just go down so smooth. I'll, What's the I'll original? Is it crisp? Apple? Yeah, crisp, crisp apple. Crisp apple yeah. is the original. They have some cinnamon apple. I think there's a new angry, one. Angry apple. Angry it's apple. There's a, there's a new pink one, I think. Um... What is it? I can't remember the flavor. I'm going to have to look oh, it up. It's, yeah, yeah. So, but the original Angry Orchard to me it definitely makes my Mount Rushmore. And then I'm also going to add a new one that I just recently tried. I was also on the Boston trip, and the uh, the Boston Lager made by Sam Adams, I really enjoy. Now, it's a beer that I think I would only want one of. I wouldn't want a, a large number of them, but just one Boston Lager. I really enjoyed that taste testing at the brewery. I was a little skeptical about it at first. Uh, but my friends talked me into going. I, I hadn't really tried it. I'm really picky with my beers, but I really enjoyed all the flavors that Sam Adams had to offer in Boston Lager, I think, was my favorite. So I'm going to add them to And you can't beat Rushmore free beer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you can't beat free anything. You know my phrase. Free makes everything better. Hey, it I got a, improves I got a the quality. We've we had somebody here watching us the entire night, so why not, why not give him a shot? And, uh, James, I... Kind of want you to do your top four beers. Sure. We got our buddy James Campbell here. He's had a couple beers in his day. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, one of our good friends, and he's kind of been sitting in to see how we do this podcast. So, James, why don't you give us your Mount Rushmore beers? Well, definitely my favorite segment you all do is the Mount Rushmore. And definitely my favorite Mount Rushmore you've done has been beer. So, what, <laughs> what a better start than right now. Well, I'm going to start out with Miller Lite. It's been said. It's good. It's crisp. It's great. And the price is reasonable. I love it. Yep. So next is a PBR, a Pabst Blue oh Ribbon. Oh, my God. It's terrible. It has Blue Ribbon it's in the name. Uh, is Blue Ribbon, that is first? That's right, because so is this beer. It must be a participant ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> We're not participation This is not participation. Participation trophy. This is the champion. I will say that that is a good beer to go out and drink on. Because that's the only one that they won't make you pay a hundred bucks. For. I've seen it at some places like Hamburger Joe's for a dollar. Yep, it's the Zaza Patulia beers. It's just kind of there along for the. If ride. you go to Myrtle Beach, South uh-huh. Carolina, you are to get the fifty cent PBR with the fried bologna sandwich. Uh-huh. It's just, fried bologna sandwich is money at Hamburger Joe's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's correct. And this is going to surprise some of you here, but now second on my Mount Rushmore is Budweiser. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I know. Yeah. Now everyone's curious about number one. Shocking. Budweiser. I've been loyal. I've been true. Not Bud Light, Bud. You're heavy. a member of the gonna, Bud Rewards. I'm a member of the That's Bud Rewards. That's why I am too. I'm working on the refrigerator as we speak. You're the one who got me there. <laughs> but my number one, before I was able to buy beer, people would buy me my own. 
Mainly, mainly me. You are not. You're, no, I'm not going bush light. Okay. I'm going bush heavy. No! Oh! <laughs> you tell me a beer that's better. The that, worst. Did Todd just say the worst? From ages worst. 18 to the worst to January 4th. <laughs> that is the beer that I drank. Once I was able to buy my own, so, I was able to find the rest of For those of these. who are wondering, the guy who's doing all the laughing is the guy who spent four years at Ferrum, who I'm sure had his fair share oh, of this man. stuff. Bush heavy. I would, I would never. <laughs> if I had a choice between Bush Light and Bush Heavy, I mean, I would definitely go Bush Light. I, I've been the guy that even bought, because oh. I had to drive, I would buy Bush non-alcoholic, just so I could have a Bush and drive home. Having a Bush Heavy would be just like... Drinking you non-alcoholic. I think, that's all. I think the way I got James... To get away from this bush heavy was he asked me to buy him some one time and I bought Budweiser. Rob, Robbie yeah. asked me for a ride to his townhouse in Centerville and he says, James, I'll give you some money for gas. And I said, Robbie, just buy me some beer and we'll call it even. And Robbie brought out a 40 ounce of Budweiser, which is where, 40. I, <laughs> which is where I fell in love with Budweiser. But uh, bush heavy holds a place in my heart. Oh man! So this is a sentimental pick. Yeah, yeah. very sentimental. Bush heavy, man. That's like a crappy Budweiser. Oh, it's like the crappiest Budweiser. It's like if you left Budweiser out in the sun for six oh. days, then brought it in refrigerated. But those six days were the greatest days of its life. Oh God! So we're going to continue playing our game here with our second and final topic of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> James, thanks for throwing, throwing your uh, picks in there. We actually got that some good laughs out of that good That, that definitely show. added some Absolutely. good quality to the show. Good laughs there. Um, actors. So we did Mount Rushmore of movies the last time. Now we're going to get a little more in detail and go actors. So who are the top four actors? Oh, I think we started with you last time, right? Correct. So, Ty, let's start with you this time. All right, I'll start. Um, I'm going to go off the wall with some of my picks. I don't think, honestly, other than my number one pick, which I think Probably it's going to be everybody's number one pick here. Um, but uh, I don't think you guys could have chosen any of mine. Uh, my number four is Adam Driver. Uh, oh. A lot of you guys. Shout out to familiar. the Star Wars world there. <laughs> yeah. not, a, not a lot of familiar people out there, but uh, Adam Driver plays Kylo Ren in, yep. in the latest Star Wars trilogy. And I just think he's a great actor. I think this is going to spring him into many other roles. Uh, you don't really see that a lot from Star Wars. Uh, there's there's been some backlash, especially on the early ones, uh, with some of the some of the um, stars not getting follow up roles as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Kylo Ren and Adam Driver, unbelievable performances. It's made me enjoy Kylo Ren's character that much more. Uh, Kevin Costner is my number three, <clears throat> big baseball guy. Um, plus, I just I don't know. I, I just enjoy how simple he is um he he does play the same guy in a lot of the movies that he plays but uh he does it he does it very well yeah, liam neeson played the same character in all his movies that's true him, so. that's <laughs> true uh my number two is leonardo dicaprio uh well, good pick just probably the goat man i, I good mean pick. he's if this guy if this, my number one didn't exist dicaprio would definitely be my number one i mean he's he's Love him in Wolf of good. Wall Street. Yeah. He was great. Wolf on Wall Street, The Departed. Oh, I actually yeah. had uh, Mark Wolf. Wahlberg in here, too, as like my number five. You had three <clears> solid <throat> actors in that movie. Matt Damon, Wahlberg, and Leo. Well, All you, great You're about Jack, Jack Oh, Nixon. yeah, Jack. Of course, yeah. I love so Jack. A, that was a star-studded film, and I, I really enjoyed that I love one. Jack. Uh, but the man, the king, uh, Robbie referred to him. You know what? I'll leave that to Robbie. Robbie can go ahead and... and 
and leave his quote. Uh, but uh, Will Ferrell is the guy. Uh, in every one of my favorite movies, yeah, it's just, yeah, he's so good. I, I love him so much. It's just. I mean, he needs to come out with a new movie he, soon. Well, yeah. They say uh, John C. Riley and him have teamed up again <coughs> for a Sherlock, oh, Sherlock Holmes, Holmes movie. I will be first in line for that one. That will be a midnight day. Absolutely. So, Rob, let's hear your three well, people on Mount Rushmore since obviously I'll go ahead and get number one Will out of Ferrell. the way, and I'll put the mountain himself at Will Ferrell. <laughs> um, Will Ferrell yeah. is the man. He, he, like he said, he wakes up in the morning and pisses excellence. That's a, that is a line. Ricky Bobby. Yes, Ricky Tell Bobby. Probably his second best character behind um, Brennan and Step Brothers. <laughs> um, Ricky Bobby's number two. But in the Jackie Moon Theory. Oh, Jackie, that's my favorite. That's actually my favorite Will Ferrell movie. Jackie Moon is great, too. Uh, but number two on my Mount Rushmore is a uh, another movie actor, which coincides with my movie selections. And the surprise pick that I had in the mask would be Jim Carrey. Mm, I love Jim. He's Jim he's Carrey. great. Just recently, on that note, I watched the Ace Ventura movies. And <laughs> good lord! I mean, good I lord. laughed all, the first one. I laughed all the way through. I I think Rob was at the uh, at at a town at the townhouse yeah, when I was watching, and my brother was. I bet you I rewound the part. If anyone's familiar with it, I think this one's Pet Detective, right? The first one at the end. Uh, Ace is explaining, you know, his who he thinks is guilty, and he he's trying to explain how this girl or this guy didn't hear someone screaming off the balcony. He goes outside, and he's he's oh. yelling, and he, he's pulling he's pulling the sliding door back and forth while he continues to yell. And I just lost it. So I I, I love Ace. I also love how he drives his car his head out the window. Uh, yeah, because at the beginning of the movie. So this makes me want to watch it all over again. I'm sorry to make this podcast go longer, but he gets his car, he gets the front window smashed, the windshield smashed, and he never gets it fixed. So when he's driving, he's always got his head out the out the driver's side window so he can see where he's driving. Completely Love illegal. Love it. Um, I, I like Jim Carrey in like lesser known movies like Bruce Almighty. I thought he was great in that. Mm, yeah. Um, and number three on my Mount Rushmore is only, I only really know him for one performance, which is good enough to put him up there, is Heath Ledger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Batman was, his Joker role was, it made the trilogy for me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to put him up there. And fourth is, he's number one in his own category <laughs> of TV actors. He's, he would be the mountain in the TV actors. So we're going to go with James Spader. Who plays the famous Raymond Reddington, and who Raymond Redding, Raymond Reddington himself is the best character on television. Um, this is a this is an opinionated. Uh, he, he 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 does not he <laughs> does not opinions. Um, James Spader, so he's my fourth. So mine, I'm probably going to get a lot of heat for this because where I left Budweiser off my Mount Rushmore beers, I'm probably going to see some looks of who I left off of my hmm. Mount Rushmore of actors. No, not. My first one has no, uh, for no, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, it has no reason because he his name is similar to my first name, but Denzel Washington. I'm a huge fan of a lot of his movies. Uh you know, Two Guns, if anyone's familiar with that, that might be one of his lesser-known movies. 
Uh, the Equalizer, a great movie. The Book of Eli. I just, I love. And another actor that kind of plays similar roles in, in movies, but a Safe House. The, Denzel Washington's in so many great movies that I have enjoyed, so I put him up there. Um, I love Tom Hanks. I love the movies that, that Tom Hanks is in. Uh, one of the more recent ones uh, was uh, Captain Phillips. I thought he did a really good job in that movie. And let's not forget his voice acting. I mean, he plays he plays the voice of the greatest law enforcement the greatest <laughs> law enforcement officer in history in Woody. He does. In Toy Story, one, two, and three, and hopefully a fourth. Yeah, the fourth, fourth, fourth is going to come out June, I think, of nineteenth. And so Tom Hanks and the childhood, you know, whenever I hear him, I immediately think of Woody. So I got Tom Hanks, and then my other two choices are actually from television series more than more than movies, even though. Uh, one of them has definitely been in a lot of good movies. So the first one, I'm not sure if many people are familiar with Hugh Lowry. Uh, I'll ask the panelists first. Are you guys familiar with who Hugh Lowry is? Hell Yes, correct. Hugh Lowry plays Dr. Greg, uh, Dr. Greg House on the uh, television show House MD that aired several years ago. And I got hooked on it on Netflix, and I absolutely loved it. He he nailed the job. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't get emotional while watching television shows, but he... He really got me, like, actually invested into the show. He he did a great job acting. So Hugh Lowry. And then my, my comedian is not Will Ferrell. Oh, I'm going to drown myself. I, of all not, the times, you, you know every word to I love know, me sexy. I know every word to semi-pros love me sexy. But I'm going Steve Carell. I have watched The Office three or four times through. And I just love Michael Scott. And, of course, he's got classics like The 40-Year-Old Virgin... Uh, a great, great role in Anchorman and Anchorman 2 <laughs> Brick. as Brick Tamlin. <laughs> Brick, don't eat that. But uh, I, I'm going I'm going Steve Crow mainly because of his roles in the Anchorman movies and his absolutely fantastic job in The Office So uh, as Michael Scott. So those are my four actors, uh, Denzel Washington, Steve Carell, Tom Hanks, and Hugh Lowry <coughs> from House. Well, as I'm oh, yeah. sitting here and lis- listening to you list your... Names off. I couldn't help but smile as your first two names are also my first two names. Oh, man. Denzel Washington and Tom Hanks. Oh, uh, wow. The Equalizer. Can't wait for the second one to come yep, out. Yep, Equalizer 2 coming out. Uh, just so many great action movies from Denzel, and he, he plays it to a T. He's Flight. perfect for that role. Flight's another excellent, excellent movie. Yep. Tom Hanks, uh, I don't think you mentioned this, but Forrest Gump. That oh, how that, could I not? Just, how did I not mention Forrest Gump? One of the greatest. It was on my Mount Rushmore movies. Yep. And so I have to list Tom Hanks there. Shame on me for not mentioning that movie. <laughs> Next up is going to be Morgan Freeman. I mean, this man is in so many huge That's movies, true. including Shawshank, others that I just can't even remember. Let's under a little you, fire now. If you had, Maybe just a little, but if you had one person to read your eulogy, it would be the voice of Morgan Freeman. It would be Morgan Freeman. I will throw just the slightest bit of criticism because I love Morgan Freeman. I mean, maybe not as much as you, but I, I definitely enjoy him. Really good in he, Batman. He was in. Absolutely. Oh yeah, Batman. Great. Uh, did a great job in that as uh, Lucius Fox. But wasn't he in the movie Lucy, which is honestly one of my least favorite? Was <laughs> well, a terrible yes. movie. I can't believe it. But uh, good pick. I, I love. I love uh, Morgan Freeman. Also, I like remember <laughs> one of the movies I mentioned, uh, Bruce Almighty. Really oh yeah, he plays God, he right? God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the last pick for me is going to be a Homer pick. Any of you that know me, I'm sure all of you do. 
know that I love Iron Man and mm. all the Avengers movies, so it's going to be Mr. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, he he fits that role better than anyone ever could have. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was born to play Tony Stark. Yeah. And being that that's one of my favorite characters and favorite movies, he has to be on my list. I really thought you were going to go Liam Neeson with one of your picks. I was waiting on Liam Neeson. He was I close. thought you were a huge I, fan of him. I was, he never does. That's true. <laughs> oh, false. Star Wars Episode One, one of the worst. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was going on that. A bad spot there. As you guys said, true. all the great comedy actors, Steve Carell, Will Ferrell, I figured I'd leave that to you guys. So, yeah. Robert right. Downey Jr., rounding out my top four. Any final comments on our Mount Rushmore? We can actually probably go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up. Yeah, I got uh, I got one thing I want to say. So we got a rant coming up. We do. All right, let's end the show with a rant from one of our panelists. Todd, take it away. You know I hate being right. Ah, who am I kidding? I don't hate being right, especially when I'm talking to all those Yankee fans. Oh, man. What was that, like four weeks ago that D.D. was hitting 330 and you guys were all talking about how he's better than Derek Jeter? Well, 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 how the mighty have fallen. He's now hitting 230. He Don't was, you hate to see that? Oh, I hate to see you it. Just I just hate to see it. I hate to see just a big, uh, uh, what do you call it, a uh, money deal not work out for the Yankees. He is know? .099 in his last 20 games or so. Yep, he was uh, one for 42. One for 42. Derek Jeter never went one for 42. You know what else he did? He won you some World Series. He won you, won you a bunch of stuff. But guess what? You guys threw it all away for a hot piece of... Well, I can't say that, but... Uh, sold your soul to the devil. Yeah, there you go. You <laughs> sold your soul to the devil. You saw something in front of you, and you just snapped at it. And you had to say it, didn't you? You had to just jump out there and say, Oh, man, he's better than Derek Jeter ever was. Oh, yeah, sure, he had a better stretch than what Derek Jeter ever did, I'm sure. But are you are you kind of feeling me now? You feeling where I'm coming from? Derek Jeter will always be El Capitan to the Yankees. Don't ever, ever disrespect his name ever again, please. And I know what you guys are thinking. Well, what about Glaber? Glaber's our newfound prodigy. He's going to be better than Cano ever was for us. He's going to be, well, you can move him over to shortstop. He'd be better than Jeter. It never stops. I'm just saying, Derek Jeter is the best shortstop to ever put on a Yankee uniform. Don't ever forget that. All right, that's a good way to end the show. And uh, before we send you off, uh, until next week, I do want to throw in an honorable mention. That should be on everyone's uh, Mount Rushmore of Actors. Uh, James Best. Anyone familiar with who James Best plays? I know James probably is familiar with him. He uh, is the actor who played Roscoe P. Coltrane in the show Dukes of Hazard. That was my favorite character in the whole show, him and Boss. I'm surprised you didn't go with um, Rain Wilson. uh, Him and um, Chevy Chase is um, Chevy Chase. Oh, yeah, but see, Chevy Chase for me is he did a great job. And I know him basically for one movie. I know Cat, another. Un- infamous uh, or non-popular, unpopular opinion. I loved Chevy Chase in uh, in Christmas Vacation. Not a huge Caddyshack person though. Oh, I'm not. Know, maybe I need to rewatch it. Enough, maybe I, you, yeah. you need to get into golf. Well, and that the best part not a huge Caddyshack. <laughs> not a huge Caddyshack, and I've only watched it once, so maybe I need to give it another. Well, I'm ta- somebody else was surprised not to hear on anybody's list was Adam Sandler. 
I thought about Adam Sandler only because I love uh, Happy Gilmore. He's That's been one in of some my stinkers though. Yeah, which drags him out yeah. of the top. Five. What's the the shoe one on Netflix? The uh, the cobbler. That cobbler. I I just Adam Sandler to me I will always remember is I, I like the Water Boy, but Happy Gilmore to me will always be my movie when Price I think of Adam wrong, Sandler. Bobby. I loved him in the grown, the grown up movies too. They're great. Yeah, grown ups were good. All right, uh, that'll do it for this uh, episode of 9 to 5 Sports. Um, once we come back next week, we'll probably have some more to talk about in the NBA Finals, uh, talk about, again, recapping what went on in the Stanley Cup Finals, and then hopefully we get some more stories to put in the headlines, whether it be football or baseball. Uh, fans that are listening, remember to let your friends, family members, all, the, all that good stuff, let them know about our show, spread the word. And then if you want to talk to us, one of the panelists, um, let us know on Facebook or Twitter. We'll see you next time on 9 to 5 Sports.